pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Hello everybody and welcome to the 8th episode of the season and we're about to get this thing started but first let me remind you of the live episode we've got coming up. We've got the date already and the time so look forward to seeing you then. Patrick's ready, my name is Chris Williams and you're listening to the Constitution Commandos. If you ain't willing to dig in and take care of business, get away from me. And I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not... Shoot, move, and communicate. Swift, silent, and deadly. That's all I know, man. That's how I was trained. I wasn't yep. a big hunter growing up. Now, I did like hunting fox squirrels. That's some fun game to hunt, in my opinion. Plus, got a lot of fucking meat on it. But, I mean, well, so, I mean, when I was younger, I did go hunting. But I'm not a hunter. But I can tell you right now, I, I understand enough of military tactics. I do understand enough of moving in the bush, you know. Laying down, tracking everything. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm. Last thing I'm worried about is, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm not afraid to die. That doesn't bother me. Uh, my house is in order, and that'll be a hill I will die on. I will die for this country. I won't die for this government, but I'll no. die for this country. Yeah. Well, um, I'm still all, I'm still all about red, white, and blue, but. As far as this government goes, I mean, I disavow my government. Yeah, I did that a long time ago, man. Yeah. Man, yeah. I ain't going to make it very far. I hate that. I've only got two hours left on my damn clock. I'm not going to make it very far. I'd be lucky if I can make it past Louisville. I know one thing's for certain. Those of us who do think the way we do, we're going to have to rally up pretty soon because that day is coming. It's right around the corner. Well, I'll have you know, last week I weighed myself. My lord ass weighed in at a 222. And I haven't even touched a beer in two weeks. Well, actually, it was two weeks ago I weighed myself. I'm going to weigh myself this weekend. I'm sure I've already lost about seven pounds. I mean, I can tell. I mean, I can already tell. I've already yeah. started getting physical again. Uh, I've got a stationary bike coming in because my knees are so fucked up from running all the miles in the military that uh, the stationary bike will get my endurance up. And yeah. uh, I've actually, I'm, I'm going to get back to pre-deployment condition, you know, physical health. And literally, I'm, I'm getting ready. And once you heal up from your surgery, you need to come over. We can throw the pack on and we'll start going through the bush. We'll start working on bushcraft movements and shit like that. Cause yeah, I mean, we're going to spend a day out there. We're going to take some MREs with us or one MRE to split. And I don't know, up. man. I could chow down on some MREs. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to get out there and get too full and then turn around and not be able to hike, pump it out of there. Oh, yeah. No, nothing like that. And, uh, I, I, we split an MRE for a day outing. I mean, yeah. there's enough, there's enough calories there's enough in that in there. bitch. Uh, Twenty-two thousand calories. Uh, Fifteen. Yeah, yeah, but that's still that's plenty. plenty. Yeah, what well, for a day? That's more yeah, than, 
that's more than a daily required amount, man. But uh, you know, I used to eat two of them a day in the military and one hot. And well, <coughs> actually, I never ate two of them a day. I was issued no, you two a day. Them. Yeah, I, I ate my peanut butter and crackers or my cheese and crackers. Oh, I man, that. I miss those things. <laughs> And then you got to wait for that other slacking soldier to come up. Hey, man, you got anything left? <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, yeah, we, we need to do that because these are skills that, you know, they are perishable. They're perishable. I need to brush. I need to brush up on mine because I'm very good at what I did and I can be that good again. I just need to get out there and hone my skills bring my knowledge back to the forefront and put it into practice because if shit does go south i want to be the boogeyman not it. i mean it's a win yeah well it's, mean, there's, there's no question it's coming but well i want to be the boogeyman i don't want to be the guy cowering at night scared i want to be the guy that's you want to be that guy behind me yeah, I want to be the guy that everybody else is worried about. Hey, does that look and, like one uh, of the guys from your 325 unit? <laughs> looks like a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's going to be critical to get back to shape. And brush oh, yeah. No, no, no. Some old tactical movements. I mean – I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that you know that I didn't I didn't have to learn. I mean, I was aviation, so I mean, you know. Well, there's a lot of things, and and I advise anyone listening. I don't care if you were never in the military. <laughs> if if the collapse of the norms and the societies go like I think they will, you don't have to have been a soldier or a veteran or man hook up with a, a hunter physical. Physical fitness is going yep. to be one of the biggest things, okay, regardless. In that type of an environment, if you don't have physical fitness, I don't care what you got in your head. You're not going to survive. You're not going to survive. Physical fitness is first. Get yourself fit. I don't care what you call fit, but you need to get to where you can do probably, I mean, and I'm going to use a basic general PT from regular Standard. army. Yeah. Get to where you can run two miles every morning or do the equivalent of two miles on a bike or swim or whatever you have access to. Get your cardio Get to where up. you can do – yeah, get to where you can knock out three, 400 push-ups a day. I'm not saying at one time. Yeah. Do so many sets of 25 or whatever. Do to where – get to where you can do – I'm not a strong proponent of sit-ups, but I like crunches. Just because yeah. it's less pressure on your neck. But it's better for your back, too. You can do things to get yourself physically fit. You don't want to be big and bulky. You want endurance muscles. If you have to run for 10 miles, big and bulky is working against you. Yeah. You want to be like a marathon runner that is strong as an ox. <laughs> you want to have endurance. You know, you, you want to be able to run all day long and not have a problem with it. Because I and guarantee not a, and not you. And not a fast walking pace either. You need to be able to run. Yeah. Because I can guarantee you this. Yeah. That's, if you are ever faced with a military enemy, every one of them 
will be able to do that at a minimum. Yeah, without without wearing out. That's what they're yeah. trying to do. And they're trying to do it with weight. So Yeah, that's why I say get to where you can run two miles every day, do three to four hundred push-ups broken down into twenty-five set mm-hmm. reps. Get to where you can do your sit-ups. Get yourself scheduled to do so many ruck marches a week. I mean by a ruck march, 35 pounds and a good backpack. And I'm not talking about on the streets either. Get out in the woods, yeah. get in on get an un uh, what do you call it? Unlevel ground. Yeah, broken ground. Rough, get rough up there territory. on broken ground. Yep. And keep moving. And that's how you build that shit up. Plus, yeah. I even bought me some damn jump ropes. That's gonna be another big thing for my endurance and my calf muscles. So that's gonna build my calves up big time. Yeah. But I think I need I'm, to insert something in here too because of the population that we're probably talking to. That the getting in shape part is not getting on a treadmill and set yourself for walking a mile real fast and then say, Oh, I'm tired at half a mile and quit. That's not the objective here. You're gonna have to work through the quit part. You got quit needs to get out of the vocabulary, can't needs to leave the vocabulary. Because I guarantee you, when the enemy comes, can't doesn't come in cans. They're not going to think can't. And if you do, you're going to be the weak link. That's it. And you only get one shot at this. So think about it. Do something with it. And whenever you think, and this is one thing I did learn. A lot of it is the structure of military (laughs) that taught me this. Another part of it, is I had a good friend. He was a sniper for many years in the Army. Before I got in, he helped me get in. And he had told me about this time and time again because he knew I was going Airborne Ranger and SF. These schools are designed to be impossible on many different levels. We got an equipment layout. We're going to give you one minute to have everything laid out. It's got to be perfect. It's unattainable. Right. The reason they do that and so they can smoke your ass and make you do push-ups. Or they have a, what seems to be an impossible ruck march. I guarantee you if you get on a 20K or 12.6-mile ruck march, 35 pounds on your back. Oh, it'll feel like 150 you got, before you get halfway done. Oh, yeah. And if you got four freaking hours to do it in, if you get to mile seven and you fall out, that's bad. I would much rather see a guy take four hours and 30 minutes, but keep digging. Right. If they tell you to drop and do 500 push-ups or a common thing, drop and give me some push-ups until I get tired. Yep. And then whoever puts you down there doing push-ups is going to run off into an office or go get a child. Go get some coffee. Go talk to the captain for a minute. <laughs> now if you ain't trying I don't care how tired you are I don't care if you arms will not pick your full body up you drop to your knees you do what they call girl push ups I don't care if girl push ups get to where you can't do them then you lay on the ground and you try with all of your might to lift your ass off the ground if you give up is not an option yeah Mm -hmm. you keep trying you might not can do it as long as they want you to do it that's not not what is in their mind 
What is in right. their mind is this guy going to quit? You right. don't quit. So when you go run two miles, if you think, oh, I, I got, I'm out of, I'm hurting. I can't do any more. This, that, and the other. Well, then My you know what? Hurts. <laughs> you need to find an extra block, mm -hmm. a half a block. You need to find that extra distance. When you think you're about to collapse, your body will do more than your mind will allow it to do. So yep. you need to turn your brain off. Your body can go through more shit than anybody thinks that it can go through. That's exactly right. I, did, I did more than three days straight with 175 pounds on my back, going out with the scouts. <clears throat> we had a large exercise coming up, training exercise, a joint training exercise. Well, the scouts, the infantry, they do a mock-up exercise. So they'll load up on an airplane. They'll jump. They'll go through the exercise in a uh, somewhat of a compressed time frame. Then they'll load an aircraft, and they'll jump again. Then they'll go back to the barracks. So you'll get two jumps plus a mock-up exercise. That way, when you go into the exercise, you've already rehearsed it. Yep. Well, I went out with the scouts. I did like three and a half days with them. Jumped twice. Then I turned around. I got brought back to my unit. I had to meet them at Green Ramp. <clears throat> we were doing a ramp side load. Got my parachute, got rigged up, went through JMPI, laid down. I was, I've been up probably, I had to have been up 80 hours, easy. And I'm not talking 80 hours of just up. I'm yeah. talking 80 hours of Hard humping work. it. Yeah. Humping it. That's all we were doing was marching, moving through the thick bush. Well, I'm laying at green ramp. I'm dead tired. I actually would be more than grateful. Two minutes of sleep would have rejuvenated me. I'm getting ready to doze off. I'm, I'm smelling JP8 like crazy, all the damn C-17s yeah. and oh, C-130s and all this shit's all, man. I'm behind the jets. I mean, it's just burning my oh, eyes, wow. but I don't care. I'm getting ready to go to sleep for two minutes. <clears throat> well, a hand reaches down to help me up. It was time to load the aircraft. Boy, I, I swatted that hand away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I was irritated. I've been up for almost 80 hours straight, busting my ass. Right. Stinking like a goat herder's ass. And, uh, boy, I swatted that hand. I said, I can get up on my own. I finally got up on my feet with that 175 in my Alice pack, plus my parachute and reserve, all my gear. I look up and it's my company commander. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, sir. Sorry about that, sir. I didn't know who you were. He's like, at ease, airborne. You know, you're doing good, this, that, and other. I mean, I, I was tired, but yeah. I, I know that your body can do more than what your brain would let you think you can do. Yeah, I think I told you a story about this from um, Bud's training. One that uh, I had heard about 
there was an exercise during hell week. This is when they do their drown proofing, right? Yeah. One of the evolutions they had to complete was they had to go down to the bottom of this of the pool, which is if I remember is 15, 15 foot depth. Well, it's Olympic pool, and, yeah. Yeah. And they're wearing the old diver gear, you know, the big metal helmet. Yeah, the spun that, brass helmet with the hairline right. to it. Right. Well, part of their part of their evolution was they had to they had to go to the bottom of the pool and as they're traveling across the bottom of the pool they come across five different knots that they had to untie and then retie properly yeah and one of the guys he ended <laughs> up needed he, he needed resuscitation and this was like his second time through so if he rocked out this time he was done and he was on his fifth knot and went out so they brought him up on the side of the pool and one of the instructors you know started performing cpr and mouth to mouth and, and he finally started coughing up water and came back and of course his instructor's about in panic mode now right his instructor's like oh man that was close you know and they said the guy woke up and the only thing he could say is did i pass his instructor said yeah you passed he said, so I got the fifth knot. And he said, hell no, you didn't get the fifth knot. You just killed yourself trying. And that's it. That's why he passed. <laughs> yeah, you and, don't give up. Mm -mm. No, give up is not an option. That, that was one thing I did. I did like about the military because, they, you know, like you said, they give you a lot of either seemingly or definitely impossible tasks to do. And, but the idea is, is not to fail the evolution. It's to not give up period. Yeah. And, you know, just like, um, <coughs> I forget that book that I read by one of the founders, you know, one of the original green berets, but you know, their Q course, they were told that they had, you know, they had certain miles to cover. Huh. I got and, somebody can't see behind me. I'm going to have to help him out a little bit. <laughs> if he high beam my ass, so he getting ready to get it back. <laughs> well, they said that they had—I forget what it was. It's was so many miles that they had to cover, and it's mountainous terrain, obviously. And they were told what to do, and then they'd say, "Have a good one," which basically meant get to it. And you didn't know what kind of obstacles you were gonna come across you didn't know how much time you had to complete this evolution nothing they just gave you your gave you your op and told you have a good one and so here he is doing this he's trying to go through this evolution and he's like how much time do i have the whole time he's like how much time do i have and then he runs across another one of the soldiers just going through q course he's trying to get there before this guy so they end up wrestling to see who's going to get there first slow the other one down and but the whole the whole idea behind this is there is a time frame you have to complete you just don't know what it is yeah and if you're not if, if you're not mindset to complete that evolution no matter how long it takes you you're never going to pass you just give up before you ever get started and you know that that's a serious problem in this country right now. It's too many people. I can't do this, or I don't know how to. Do, I mean, that that doesn't fly. 
Yeah, they took tail and about face when it gets a little hard. Not mm-hmm. even when it gets hard. When it gets a little hard. Oh, and I got people like it. Yeah. I got I got people like last week. I'm down in Louisiana and I got a tarp. You know, I'm hauling some wood down there. Well, I got two tarps that I, I gotta fold up. And you, you know, I mean about 150 pounds a piece. Well, I approach my job like a physical fitness training, you know, every time I have to do it. Right. Well, one of the guys that worked for this company, you know, I got a phone call actually from the office and uh, I had to get off, but I was out of breath. The guy I'm working with, he's like, man, you say I'm winded. I said, yeah, I'm winded. <laughs> I'm sucking wind over here. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I said, well, for one, I've let myself go. I said, I'm working on that right now. <laughs> I said, but being winded is no reason for me not to give it my all. I said, right. I have to get this done in order to get on the road to make money. Right. I said, so I'm going to work harder than I can possibly. I'm not lying. I was, I was so winded. I could barely talk. Yep. And a lot of people in that situation wouldn't have even allowed themselves to get that winded. They would have been like, Oh, I need some water. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not an option. You know, the reasons that I've gotten out of shape is because of bad choices and lack of discipline. Right. You know, well, the way things are going, and the way I got, because I started getting uncomfortable, 222 for me is way overweight. I'm supposed to be 180. I ain't never in my life been 222. And uh, so to me, it was very uncomfortable. I knew I had to make a change, not just because of where the country is, but for my physical health, I'm getting older and the way the country is going. Yeah. Well, Cause I can't be a good father or I mean, a husband or provider. I can't work all week and then come home and take care of the house if I'm out of shape. So right. I refuse and I'm not rich. I don't make a lot of money, so I can't pay people to do this shit. Yeah. So, but for me, I know in order for me to get back to pre-deployment health and conditioning, I have to push myself and I have to live in the world of uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And when I start living in a world of comfort again, I need somebody to kick me in the ass because that world makes me fat and lazy. Right. And I ain't never been fat and lazy. (laughs) Well, you know, over over recent years, I had, had been in positions where I haven't had that place to go or, way to get around and people have offered me places to stay and things like that. And I got a couch you can sleep on. No, I can't do it. Well, it gets you out of the cold. Yeah. But if I get out of the cold and I get on your couch for a couple of days, I'm going to get comfortable. And then what am I going to do? You know, if I stay yeah. right where I'm at, I keep motivated to get off of the situation. I'm in. And, you know, of course I get the funny looks out the side of the eyes, but I, you know, that's not, you know, like you said, comfort, being comfortable is not a place for me to be anyway, because that's when I started losing. Well, I think most people listening to this podcast, I don't care if you're a man, woman, 
child, <clears throat> which chances are a child is not listening to this because I've got a level of vulgarity. I hope a child is not <laughs> listening to this. And if you are listening to this, you got to understand I'm just a, I'm a salty old fucker that <laughs> just don't care. <clears throat> so I think everybody that is listening to this needs to worldwide. This isn't just an American thing. The deep state is attacking every nation. Yeah. The deep state is trying to attack all peoples of all nations. Everybody yeah. needs to make personal, you know, level of commitment to living uncomfortable. Right. And I might say, and do away with your air conditioning, which that wouldn't hurt. Uh, I might, that's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying in this, the basic simplest of principles and that's physical conditioning and live uncomfortable. And for the, the sake of clarification, deep state, the deep state is not when he says attack, believe me, the attack is very much militant. They're not, they're, they ain't trying to hurt you. They're trying to kill you. That's the bottom line. That's, that's right. And that is not hyperbole. That is fact. Yeah. They have said point blank. They do not want more than 500 million people on the, on the planet. Which this translates not, to seven and a half billion people have to be taken out. That means three out of four people have to die. That's right. That's right. And if you don't want to be one of those three, then like me, you know, this conversation has actually gone in an interesting way, more of a prep for people. I think this is incredibly important for people to listen to. <laughs> me i'm a big sports fan i get home the back of my house is glass my wife and i we live on the back porch we have a large house and we only use about 100 square foot of it <laughs> and most and, of it's covered with tvs so they can watch five different sporting events at the same time <laughs> right we got our speakers outside on the back porch <laughs> We spend 99.5% of our time in the backyard, on the porch. I don't care if it's five degrees outside or 150 degrees outside. We are outside on the porch. That's where we are. Now, for me, <clears throat> the level of discomfort that I'm having, actually, this isn't discomfort. This is more along the line of discipline. Because I know I have to physically change myself mm. and I have to push myself. I can't do that maintaining my normal schedule. <clears throat> so I have had to start walking away from the TV. I'm not watching sports. I've put the beer down. I'm occupying my time doing construction work at the house or physically working out. I'm doing things that are not comfortable for me. Oh, and by the way, just, just a sidebar here for him to say he's not watching sports is huge. Cause if you call him on a Saturday or a Sunday, whenever the sporting events are on, you're probably not going to get an answer. <laughs> well, now th this is the beauty of our setup. <laughs> we turn this stuff up so I can listen to the audio while I'm working. Yep. So that is the beauty of my stuff. I'll be working in the backyard and I can hear what's going on. I'm just not necessarily watching it. Right. 
now, now don't get me wrong. I'll get me a cigarette break and a bottle of water and I'll go sit down. And for the time I'm sitting down, smoke one, two cigarettes, drink me some water, and then I'll get, get back at it. Sure, I'll watch it during those moments, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to <clears throat> exercise greater discipline and I'm trying to live in a less comfortable world. And I think everybody would do good to do that. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's just, I don't think that's something that should be a suggestion, to be honest with you. But then again, we do still live in America. But I, I recommend it highly just because I know when, when, when the time comes where all this discipline you're talking about is going to be extremely important to be prepared. I mean, you got to be prepared. So my, my thing is this, if you're not prepared, you're just going to be asked out because those who are prepared are going to have their hands full. And, you know, it's not going to be a matter of, Oh, they're being mean to me. No, you got to think you're being mean to yourself, you know, because you failed to take the necessary steps. Well, exactly. And, you know, like I said, I mean, when that time comes, every individual is going to have a part to play. And whether, you know, whether it be in a community type situation where everybody's got to pitch in and pull their weight or whatever. I mean, you're not, there's not going to be a time where you can just ask somebody for help because if you ain't got nothing to bring to the table, you're nothing but a fucking lead weight, you know? Yep. And nobody's going to be able to carry any extra weight. So nobody it's going to be extreme times. That's for sure. But if we don't get prepared for it, not going to be ready for it. There's going to be a lot of people with their ass on the shoulders about it. That's right. Well, that's it folks. Another episode done. I know you hate it, but we got some more coming. Just hang out and keep looking for them. Don't forget to leave your comments in the comments section. And also, you can find us on Facebook, True Social, and most other social platforms. Don't forget to review our podcast from there. Until next time, on behalf of Patrick and myself, we are the Constitution Commandos, and we're signing out. Yeah, I know I'm I'm blacked out on the screen. It's because my truck is dark. <laughs> I mean, well, I've got a slight I got a slight glow off my ELD and all, but I can see uh, your glasses. Okay, well, that's cool. I mean, I bet I bet people are laughing at that. that like, listen to that reason. farmer Jim. Listen to Farmer Jim. Can't see his <laughs> ghostly ass. But I can see them glasses, boy. Well, you know, I finally I was finally told while I was in the Navy, still trying to get into the SEAL program, that uh, one of the reasons I could not go was because I wore glasses. And I thought that was stupid as anything I'd ever heard. And then I thought about it, and I was like, yeah, glasses give off a reflection. That gives away your position. Now, that wouldn't work too good. But 
that's when I tried to get into the LASIK surgery. And because I wasn't already in a, in a, uh, in a combat rate, arms flash, yeah, you couldn't get it. Yeah. It was, well, it was still experimental surgery back then too. So yeah, everybody in the yeah. 82nd, if you were combat arms, uh, if you were 11 series in the 82nd back then, everybody was getting it. Uh, mm -hmm. I wasn't allowed to get it because I wasn't combat arms, but what I did do, <laughs> because, you know, I have to wear my glasses. But what I did do was I bought uh, boonies with a little larger bill. And yeah. I was able to drop the bill a little beyond my glasses frame. And, and I was able to deflect a lot of light. But being communications, a lot of times, a lot of times I was behind a commander or had a security detail. So I was generally not pointing guy. So there you go. Yeah, I need to get me another boonie. Well, this is a little bit small on me, but uh, if your globe is as big as mine, you won't be able to wear it. But I got a seven and five eighths. Yep, your globe is as big as mine. Yeah, you the one I got at the house is a bit on the large side. <clears throat> I don't like it that much either. Uh, I need yeah. to find me a, a better one. Yeah, that one doesn't fit me. Somebody gave it to me. I was like, yeah, my brother would like that. And I tried to put it on. I was like, well, he may not be able to wear it anyway. Well. Uh, yeah, you said that. And I, I haven't, I've had that thing for about a month now. I keep forgetting about it. But, oh. <laughs> yeah, these are. Also, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I was going to say another thing that along with the physical conditioning for people, there are some simple things that you can do also just for basic survival. <laughs> Buy a compass. Get a good compass. You don't want to be out there lost. Get a good compass. Right. Learn how to read a compass and a map. Get a protractor. Uh, it's a square protractor, not, a, not like a drafting protractor. And learn how to read a map. And not just any map. Well, learn your learn your geographical land features. Yep. Uh, get yeah, topographical maps are good, but those aren't always going to be available <laughs> unless you got the time and the money to start putting them away. But get you a compass, learn how to use it, start putting small kits together, first aid kits, get antibiotics to put in there. Right. Put together fishing kits. You don't have to have complete fishing poles. Those are easy to fashion. Always have multiple blades. Yep. Knives. I'm a blade guy. I love my knives. Between my wife and myself, we've got well over 100. I don't even know how many. we got a lot of blades. Every blade has a purpose. You'll need some it, for cleaning fish, for cleaning game. You need some serrated, some not. Yeah, you need some with a lot thicker spine that can handle some abuse right. for splitting wood. I mean, you need you need good uh, good fighting knife. You need good concealing knives that would be great for defense. But mm -hmm. you need multiple knives. But put together fishing kits, flint rocks, flint rocks. Yeah, but fishing line. Get multiple spools of fishing line. It's relatively inexpensive. It's multi-use. It's multi-purpose useful. Great for get building you, traps. Absolutely. <laughs> and don't get 
don't get the poly line, get braided line. Right. Well, plus it'll last longer and it's stronger. Then on top of that, get multiple size hooks. These are things that if shit goes south and you have to fish for food, fish has a lot of protein. It's a good source of protein. If you need food, get you a, have a fishing lure set. Not a lure, but hooks. Hooks. Line. Yeah. But there are basic things that people can do right now that are minimal expense that would allow you to start being better prepared. And this may sound crazy as all hell to some people, but stock up on tampons. Field dressing is yeah. good, but tampons, you could ask any medic that's ever been in the field, tampons are the best thing you can use for field dressing. Yeah, they soak up a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but having battle dressings, four by fours or something like that, that's and good field dressings. And you also want to get you a good Sam splint. Broken bones happen in the field. Yep. You need to be able to immobilize it. <laughs> 550 cord is a good thing. I would recommend, I mean, I, I don't, I don't guess you'd have, I mean, I would recommend getting first aid and CPA, CPR qualified, especially now while you still can. And, you know, I don't mean Absolutely. to be a car carrying member, but if you have the knowledge and the training, that, that will add a lot to your That's benefit right. in any community. So assuming that you get involved with the community and I would highly recommend that uh, people understand what community is and start learning how to be a part of one, because that's going to be extremely critical when the shit does hit the fan. That's right. And you need to be a part of a community. You have to be able to contribute to that community community. And if you got nothing to bring to the table, forget about it. You better have a skill or some knowledge or a good back willing to work. Because if you lighten the physical load for one man, that'll free him up to do something else. And anytime working together, you can always get twice as much done in half the time. And and look, when these days come, I know it sounds like we're probably promoting, I mean, propagating propaganda, but you take it for whatever it's worth. It, if you can, if you have something to contribute, bring it. If you don't have something to contribute, I promise you, there's no place for you in a community. You're hearing that now, so you don't have to be shocked by it later on. You don't have to be too butthurt when you hear it. Now, you're hearing it. Community living requires everybody working, and everybody's got to be able to bring something to the table. And even if two people are working together to get twice the work done, your work's not going to be done. Because the days of dishwashers are going to be over. The days of refrigeration are going to be over. You know what I'm saying? So you're not going to be able to just go fish and stock up your fish. Where are you going to get ice? Where You you know what I mean? It's going to be a daily thing. Everything's going to have to be done on a daily basis. It's going to be long days. It's going to be hardworking days, much unlike what everybody's used to right now. But you will get used to it. But there's a saying. If I can't shoot a gun, I'll carry the rounds. That's if right. I can't carry the rounds, I'll drag the wounded off the battlefield. 
If I can't drag the wounded off the battlefield, I'll mend their wounds. If I can't mend their wounds, I'll cook. If I can't cook, I'll do the laundry. Right. There's, there is a, everybody has to do something. That's exactly right. Because if you're not doing it, ain't nobody going to do it for you. I can tell you that. And nobody's going to just let you hang around and not do it because you, no. just, you just let weight them. And, and that's the thing. You, it must be understood that the days of being sick all the time, that ain't going to work. I mean, if you're that sick, we're going to feed you to the wolves. And unfortunately, that's the way it's going to have to be. But if you go all the way back into history, you study real history, just in this country, for the 250, 300 years, people lived in the United States, settled in the United States before it became the United States. These people showed up to wilderness. They weren't paved roads. There, there, you know, there weren't stores right down the street that they could go purchase things. These people fought day in and day out to survive. Yeah. And, and quite frankly, they respected their neighbors. They loved their neighbors. They knew their neighbors. You know what I mean? And even though there was a lot of hard, treacherous work ahead of them every day, their life was good because they could depend on the people in their community. That's so, right. This, I mean, it sounds foreign, I'm sure, to most people now, but it's not going to be foreign pretty soon, and it's it's going to be quickly understood that you have to be able to rely on the people you're around or they're going to have to go. So don't let it be a shock to you. Get ready for it. I made him for myself. I have, <clears throat> and I don't know how much money people have. It's not even a concern of mine. And there are ways around, especially today with the internet. Mm -hmm. I have gone off and bought so many manuals not just field mantles from the military, because there's a lot of things in the military that I did that I want in literature, because there are things that I don't do all the time, and it's a perishable knowledge. But it's also go, critical to survival. Yeah, go on the internet, print things if you have to. Research things about survival. If you have the money, go on Amazon. I've got less than... I don't know, I'd say less than $150 in about 10 books. And just yep. about all of the books that I have purchased, I have studied from those manuals. But I've got a few books that were more advanced. And it's worth it to purchase it. It really is. But hey, look, when hey. things go south... Books will be got. Are you still there? Yeah, you cut out for about five seconds. Go ahead. Yeah, but I would say having books is a good thing because books hey, look, are going to be. Go ahead. If you buy no other book, I highly recommend two books that should be at the top of your purchase list. Number one is the Bible. And number two is The Art of War by Sun Tzu. If you don't have those two, you're going to be lost. 
Yep. I'll put a third book on there. Go to the, any Department of Defense approved. That's called uh, Combat Task Training, CTT. Uh, and That's one you showed me, right? Yeah, it's what I was issued when I went into basic training. Yeah. <laughs> it gives you a chapter of basic medical knowledge, uh, tactics and movements, right. uh, it, how land nav. It'll teach you how to use a compass. It teaches you geographical land features, which will be important to communicate with people. Right. It teaches you things that are basics and crucial if you don't have the that knowledge already. Yeah. Everybody's got the aptitude for it. It's just you got to learn it. And learning ain't such a bad thing, people. <laughs> <It's just> not... <laughs> Actually, learning is probably one of my favorite things that uh we have as human beings because there's I mean, if you think about it really, there's nothing you can't do, right? And I've said it before, Bob said this to me when I was a kid. This is one of the very few things Bob ever said to me that I've that I've allowed to stick with me, and that was nothing is too hard. Some things just take a little bit longer to learn. And yeah, you know, adopting that that idea into your everyday thinking, there won't be an I quit mentality, period. And now, and that was one of the things that I, you know, I did like about the military. <laughs> it sounds stupid, maybe, but there wasn't a quit option. Ever, I mean, not, I mean, from boot camp all the way through, there was no quit option. You got a job to do, get it done. That's your option. There's no highway option. And if you're there, quitting is not an option. You get it done. That's it. And another thing that people need to understand during this process, and I hope our listeners do take this upon themselves to act on it. <laughs> I want everyone to change their thoughts about failure. Failure is the greatest teacher. No successful person has become successful with the absence of failure. Right. Every successful person has failed more times than you can imagine. If you fail at doing something, you need to sit back, evaluate take a it. breath, evaluate. That's right. Evaluate what happened and learn from it. That's right. You already learned from it because you. I don't want to do that again. That's you learned it. You I learned it was something. I think so, it was Benjamin Franklin that said, you show me a man with many failures and I'll show you a success story. That's right. So people need to literally, you need to take the word failure. You need to hold it close to your heart because that is the greatest teacher. Befriend it. <laughs> Don't alienate it. Failure and pain are... Your best friend. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yep. Pain because is weakness leaving the body. Well, that and when shit gets thick, 
And when you know you're in a have to do something to survive situation, and you can feel your body aching, and you can hurt all over, or you broke a hand or an arm or a leg, you mend that son of a bitch up, and you can say, I am still alive. There is something I can still do. Yeah. When Absolutely. you feel no pain anymore, you're dead. Doing something wrong. Yeah. Well, that goes to what Granddaddy said all the time. The day I quit learning is the day I'm pushing up daisies. That's so right. if, there's, if there's ever a day that you that you feel like you can't do something, you're pushing up daisies. You can always do something. Always. I don't know. If any, go ahead. I don't know of any reason why anybody couldn't do something. I haven't found it yet. No. You know, I remember when uh, I was when I was in A school. You know, half of our class was Marines and the other half sailors, obviously. But anytime you had one Marine in your class, it was a Marine that did your PTs, right? Yeah. And and the reason for that is because the Marines PT is different, but it's and you know, especially when it comes to the run, it's a lot more demanding because those sailors only run a mile and a half for the PFT and the PRT for the Marines is they run three miles. And where we do sit-ups, the Marines do dead hang pull-ups. So the Marines did our PTs because we had Marines in our class. And one day it was announced that uh that during the PFT, the Marines were going to participate in our PFT, which I'm sure was a great joke to them. And, but we were going to have to participate in the Marine PFT, which I was gung-ho about. Hey, yeah, let's do this, right? But remember now, before I went in the military at all, this little, you know, PT packet that I had gotten was called a Bud's Work, uh, Bud's Op Order, nothing but PT stuff. For anybody getting confused in that in that workout thing that I got, it there was a lot of pull ups and a lot of sit ups, a lot of running, a lot of different kinds of stuff. Unfortunately, it was the stuff that the Marines did. And our assistant uh, class leader was a Marine, and he had been messing with me. And, I, and he said, "Well, I'll see you at the PFT." And I said, "No, no, no, no. We're going to do this at the PRT." Yeah, and so when it came time for the three-mile run of the PRT, I let everybody get a good head start. Now, bear in mind, I'm, I was only 5'10", and this assistant class leader, Bayad, he was a cool guy there, but he was something serious. <laughs> but uh, he's like six foot four, right? So that three-mile run was just a jog for him at best, you know? He could take his time and still complete. Yeah, and, you haven't uh, opened that stride up. I had I had to I had to get down to business, right? But uh about halfway through the run, I called up with him and he wasn't expecting it, but I said, Hey, you need a running partner? <laughs> and um so we get down to about two and a half miles, and I'm not kidding, man. My back was hurting so bad I felt like my kidneys were about to protrude in my back. And for some reason, I caught a glance over my shoulder, and there was this one Marine coming up on us fast. I mean, real fast. He was shorter than me. But the problem was is I recognized him as one of the guys in our class who 
really did struggle running. I mean, he just wasn't a runner, you know, and there are people like that. that they just don't run. They can't run. Or, I mean, they can run, but they struggle. And this one Marine, I thought that I thought it was, was coming up on us hot and heavy. So I told Bayad, I said, I see you at the finish line. I was not going to let this no running Marine outrun me. <laughs> and I opened up stride and I think for the first time in my life, I ran three miles in 18 minutes, 50 seconds. And Bayad crossed the line at 1910. And I was at the finish line puking my guts up. But Everybody was like, man, you should have pushed that hard. And I was like, I was not going to let that slow Marine beat me. <laughs> you know, just, That's it. Just wasn't going to happen. And, yes, yeah, so I was hurting. I mean, I could have quit right there and just laid down and wallowed on the ground because I was hurting bad. But no way was I going to let a slow Marine beat me. <laughs> I mean, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> but, you know, fortunately, I, I do have that mentality to not quit. And maybe that has something to do with my entire life combined, you know, because there was a lot of things that I probably could have quit when most people would have said it would have been okay to quit, but I just couldn't quit. And and I probably complained about it more than anybody wanted to hear, but I didn't quit. So anyway, back to the, what you were saying. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say that would be something interesting for us <laughs> and, uh, kind of keep in touch with our listeners and it would be good for the listeners to do it because they would actually be able to watch their progress but i i have no problem i mean you have a you can upload onto the web page what i'll do is i'll write down from the first weight i took and then i'll write down what i do and since I'm a truck driver, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's difficult. I'm, I'm somewhat sporadic, yeah. but I do still get to work out and I have to do it at odd times. And it's not very consistent because I'm a truck driver, but I can write down what I do for exercises and stretches and my progress. And then hopefully our listeners, they'll do the same thing, share what their progress is. Plus, when you write it down and you see the progression, it's a little bit of a motivator. Right. You can see that, wow, I did do that. I got better at this. I'm doing more push-ups. I'm doing more sit-ups. My flutter kicks, I can do more reps. Or I went Lord. from curling this weight to now I can curl five or ten pounds more doing the same amount of reps. You know, so and More importantly than that, you wake up in the morning do what you do and then at the end of the day you realize you actually still have energy or you That's can right hey look i'm gonna say this too because this is something that i noticed about being in the military that i that i really wanted to get back to and this is part of the reason why i want to get back in shape myself while the whole time i was in the military every date every time every flight number every transfer I could remember without a problem. Never had to write it down. Now, my memory's always been fairly decent anyways, but I noticed while I was in the military, these things were next to impossible for me to forget. And I remember people. I remember faces. I remember times, events. In other words, my memory was outstanding. But 
I accredit that to two things, regular diet and exercise. And that's something I've been missing, just being able to remember. You know, I mean, I can't even pick up anything and remember what I did with it five minutes later. And <clears throat> so that's, that's part of the reason why I've been wanting to get back, you know, to be in shape and get on a regular schedule again. I don't know how that's going to happen, but it's going to have to. But that's not a bad idea what you're talking about. And I'll do that myself as soon as I get clear to get back to picking up more than five pounds. Well, I mean, because it is a it is a historical fact. It goes across the board. I don't care who it is. <laughs> it applies to everyone. If you start like I haven't done bench press in a while. I've got an Olympic bar, weighs 50 pounds. I've got God knows how many pounds of weight. I have no intention of bulking up. That is not my goal. Right. When I get back on the bar, which I, I've always, I've been scared ever since I hurt my shoulder, my rotator cuff a number of years ago. Yeah. But I'm getting ready to get back on the bar. I'm going to start with my bar and probably two 10-pound plates. So don't think you got to get out there and, Strap on a hundred pounds right then. That's that's hmm. don't hurt yourself. Do not do that. You're well, no good if you is, hurt yourself. Yeah. Starting out light is the best way to go anyway, because part of it is you, you gotta build muscle, you gotta build muscles first, and you got your muscle memory is gonna play a big part in it. But you don't want to start but, heavy anyhow. Yeah, but the thing like you're talking about, helping your memory and more energy and things like that. I mean, all that happens when you work out is your body releases more endorphins. Right. You get more oxygen to the brain. Uh, your heart strengthens, uh, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to cardio. Right. And your lungs, I mean, you'll notice that your heart rate reduces because you're used to putting it under a strain, not right. strain like heart attack or cardiac arrest or anything. But Exercise. You, you develop, yes, it makes for a healthier body clearer right. thinking mind you feel better there's a lot of things that are personal benefits that and like i said this applies to everyone is a scientific medical fact if you started out with just an empty dumbbell or barbells or dumbbells like you're curling and you get two barbell i mean dumbbells and you put no weight on them and you curl those and curl those and curl those. And next week, put a two and a half pound on each one Yep. on each side. Then do your bar plus five pounds per arm and, and stay regular. The next Every week, you'll have an extra five pounds on there. And before right. you know it, like me, I'm only doing 20 pounds per arm but i have no doubt that i could go 30 but yeah, i don't but want to do 30 i, I want to stay at 20 right you want to build up you don't want to tear down but for you egomaniacs gonna go out there and load a barbell with 150 pounds and start working out. You're yeah your worst enemy that. in a combat situation or a survival situation <laughs> is being bulky you don't yeah. want to be full of mass Restaurant. You want to be lean. You want to be strong, but you want to be lean. So go for cut. Go for endurance. Right. 
endurance is going to be the major thing. You're definitely going to have to have your endurance. And the, and the strength will come. As long as you're working on your endurance, your strength will come. That's right. That's absolutely right. And you don't even have to have money for weights. Get you a log out in the yard. Go flip that son of a bitch around. Drag you a tire around the yard. Do something. And my ex-brother-in-law used cinder blocks. He put them on his chest to do sit-ups. Yeah. Anything will work. Anything will work. Get you some milk jugs and fill them up with water. Yeah, that's what I used to do in jail. Fill up bags with water. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Well, they wouldn't let us have weights in the, up on the floor, so I'd fill <laughs> bags of water, and if they ever saw it, you get in trouble. But, yeah, I'd sit there, and I'd curl bags of water. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, this probably doesn't seem like a big thing, but in, in the process of doing all this, there, there is something that, that will come, but it's something that needs to be paid attention to because it's going to be necessary. And observation is going to become critical. Oh, and yeah. Situational awareness. Situational awareness, observation of any kind. And it, it doesn't seem like it now. It really doesn't. And there's there's so many people that are, are that lack observation these days that it's it's phenomenal how people actually survive. But, you know, observation is going to be key. You need to learn how to observe. And I guess I got lucky because I had a grandfather that would go sometimes with my grandmother to the mall and he would just sit on a bench and watch people while she shopped. And I thought it was corny as heck that he did it. But when I started watching people, I started watching people from a distance in conversations, just to you'll watch mannerisms, see how they reacted to certain statements even. And, you know, it's just, you need to observe for sure. Yeah. Well, that and situational awareness. Like if you go to a convenience store, you know how many people or, are in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Try, try your hardest to identify all exits and entrances. This is a little, Things that you can do on your own don't cost any money, but it will sharpen you and your mind. And you do it enough, it becomes second nature. Yep. Locate your entrances and exits. See if you can count how many people are in there by the time you by the time you walk in the door. That's right. Not not get in, but by the time you walk in, then as you pass through before you grab the first thing. See if you can identify details of these individuals. And right. it's, it's not, I'm not saying identify what shoes they got, what pants, shirt, hat, what type of glasses. Go for but, character traits. Yeah, go for, start, like I said, pay attention, you go to a restaurant, pay attention to who's in the restaurant, scan the room. Do it without being obvious. Try to paint a mental picture in your head of your surroundings. Restaurant, you might be at a bus station. You might be in the train station, an airport. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's no telling where you will be. You might be at your place of work. Understand your surroundings. Know your surroundings. 
always have a route to get out. If you have a significant other, come up with a plan with them. Me as a truck driver, <laughs> I'm on my way to Kansas, Washington, Kansas right now from Richmond, Virginia, 1,328 miles. My wife is in Mississippi. But if something happens and an EMP goes off while I'm on the road, we already have a plan. Well, I'm going to lose all communication with her. Phones will be down. But I know where she is going to go. And, and, I, am, yeah. uh, I am already prepared. Every time I get in this truck, I am prepared to get use my feet to get home. And make a rally point. The the you know the rally point. Could, well, you don't know when you're going to make it to the rally point because it depends on where where you are when things happen. But you know where to go, well, and you know when yep. to meet. You know who's going to be there when you get there. That's and right. That's that's the key. And I am I am prepared to where <clears throat> I will not be walking roads. I will walk 50 or 100 yards in the wood line, maybe follow a road, but right. I will not be seen on my travels. And if you are, it's always somebody with the same skills you got. Yeah, and they better not approach me. We'll right. find out who's who. <laughs> we'll find out who's the better man. <laughs> yeah, just leave me alone. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're going the direction I'm going, we can gain a mutual trust real quick. We can go oh, with yeah. each other, but but if, if you don't pass my requirements to gain my trust, you better go on your own way. Yep. And I better not find out you're following me. Yeah, that's one thing that I noticed over the years that you that you can find out. I mean, that you'll discover pretty easily. Anytime you go into a restaurant, you'll know who who has either been on the streets who's led a street life or who's been in a military in a combat life. They're usually sitting in the corner with their backs against the wall. Yeah. So they can and observe it, everything, everything that in, goes on. out and what we were talking about, situational awareness. That's right. And, and if you don't think that's true, just go to a restaurant. You're not going to see too many. Uh, you're not going to see too many people who who've lived a hard life on the streets or have been in combat situations just sitting at an open bar. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Unless the bar is in a manner where he can be at an end or in a position to where he can face That's everything. Right. That's exactly right. And those are the people you might want to befriend because they have the observational skills. They've got the situational awareness. You know, of course, you know, dad started teaching us what – I know he did with me anyway. The first time he let me drive, I think I was 14 in the Maverick going to Holmes County State Park. You remember that? Yeah. And for those who don't know, Maverick has a three-speed shifter column, a column shifter. And the dashboard is not exactly what you would consider a flat surface, nor is it a surface that has any kind of grip <laughs> <laughs> of any kind but the first time i drove dad put his coffee cup right there on the middle of the dashboard full of coffee 
and uh, told me don't spill any of it. There was no travel cup. Didn't have a lid. It was just an open cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as we're driving along the Natchez Trace, Dad throws his hand over the rearview mirror and says, don't look out the other mirror. He said, but tell me how many cars are behind you. Well, I thought I was doing good when I could tell him how many cars were behind me. But then he would ask me, what's the color of the car two places back? I'm like, what difference does that make? You know, and a lot of that was confusing at first. Why would you do something like that? You know, why would you have to know something like that? But the more I was driving with him in the car, the more the questions got complicated. Like, did you notice anything wrong with that car you just passed? You know, it. A lot of it had to do with defensive driving. Know how many cars are behind you? How many are in front of you? Are there any beside you? you yeah, know, you're looking co- for an escape route. What yep. if this car does this? What if the, where exactly can right. I go? And if you're watching the other cars on the road, you'll notice that they have a wheel that's wobbling. I mean, you can actually tell when the front wheel bearing is going bad on a car if you know what you're looking for. And <clears throat> he did that a lot. Drove me crazy. but. You want to know how many wrecks I've been in? <laughs> None when I was driving. So, I mean, all these things apply. And when things go south, again, those are going to be very critical things to possess because nobody else is going to do it for you. However, in a community type of a situation, if you're lucky enough to have one, it'll be very important to that community. You know, like you were talking about a minute ago, Patrick, if you can't fire the weapon, you can carry the ammo, if you can't carry all that stuff right there. If you can't do anything else but sit on a wall and watch the open terrain and make sure no enemies are encroaching, that's critical. <laughs> oh, yeah. Believe it or that's not. Critical that's critical to everyone's survival, not just yours. Mm-hmm. That's why... <laughs> Soldiers in war back in Vietnam, and I'm sure it happened in more modern wars. If you pull guard duty and you go to sleep, don't you dare go to sleep because that is that's they'll you. Yeah, I mean, and they they might not snuff you right then, but oh, you're going to get friendly fired. They oh yeah, can't count on you. Well, you know, uh, one of Dad's friends, you, you know, he was a tunnel rat in Vietnam, did three tours, but he. Without any, I mean, I don't know that I'd say without any compassion, but without any regret, he he has told me about, you know, of course, it was a bad heroin problem with soldiers back in Vietnam. But if they had any soldier that that was any way altered in the mind, they didn't hesitate. They just put a bullet in his head. Yeah. And. I noticed some well, of that, our I'm sure that, here. that sounds cruel and unusual, but when your life is on the line, that is not cruel. <laughs> it's just, uh, you got one man that can't think straight. I mean, you, you're talking a platoon, a whole company that's put in jeopardy. You can't have that. No. So, but yeah, observation, situational awareness are key. To anything really, but anyway, man, how did we go from talking to Kevin McCarthy, talking about Kevin McCarthy, to talk about survival? That's pretty cool, huh? Well, you know what? I'm just about tired of talking politics, <laughs> and 
there are enough people that whether they listen or not, I don't know. I don't want to say I don't care because people have choices to make. You know, you, you can choose to yeah. listen and make your situation better or you can choose to ignore us and deal with what happens later. You know, that's that's all up to the individual. <laughs> I think I that what we're talking about today is probably more critical because we've already passed certain points. I don't think that I don't think there's going to be a massive turnaround where we are in our country. And I think that these things that we're talking about today are more critical and more useful to the average person yep. than talking politics to people that probably don't want to listen. Right. Well, I think you're right because, um, well, you know, the general talk that I hear is politics don't affect me. I don't know anything about it. You know the excuses. But this right here, it directly affects everybody. Yeah. And, you know, whether you think politics affects you or not, it's just, no, never mind now because where we are now, it's it's time to prepare for the art of survival. That's what it boils down to. So, and, and I, I'm not going to say I don't care because unfortunately, sometimes I think it's a curse to care, but it's going to be bothersome when this stuff does hit the fan. And I got to say, look, you can't, you, you need to stay away from here or probably not going to get that within the first six months, probably going to get a bullet, but that's going to bother me because I know it's been said. I know you've heard it. And I know you rejected it. So my only petition is that you don't bother me. <laughs> you yeah. know? Because I personally like to see a large community somewhere where all of us working together and, you know, come more tight knit than family. But I do know that's something that I'm going to have to deal with myself because I know it's not going to happen the way I want it to. But by and large, I do hope most people listen and take it to heart because it's going to be rough here pretty soon well, for everybody. I want the, yeah, and I want the best for everybody. That's why I kind of shifted direction on this today because <laughs> I want people to be able to make the best of any situation that comes. If times are good, then times are good. But yeah. And we there's nothing wrong realist. with enjoying those good times, but we can also enjoy things during the bad times. Well, we have to be realist. We can't put our heads in the sand and say shit's going to keep staying good because you got to wake <laughs> up. Things right. ain't good right now, and they're only going to—they're on a trajectory to get worse. <laughs> so I want everyone to have a good opportunity to be as successful on surviving as I have now. Mm. Granted, I've got a level of training that a lot of people do not have, but I'm no smarter than most people. People can learn what I know. Yeah. And it all starts with physical conditioning. Mm -hmm. and, and that's just, if you want the best opportunity to survive, that's where you start. And for anybody who's got any questions about it, I will say this too. 
now would be a good time to ask the questions. Now would be the time to pitch in because uh, you got the opportunity to do it now. But when, yeah, when this- and if, even if you have a specific question about something we haven't covered, if you are curious about survival or, you know, how to do some type of trapping or land nav, anything, if, if we if we can't answer it, I will assure you this. I will provide you with resources that you can find the best information on it. And then when you learn it, we'd be more than happy for you to share it. <laughs> yeah. And but, I yeah. do a poor job of explaining some things that I do know. So if I know something and I can't explain it, mm-hmm. I will send you in the direction of proper resource and good information. Right. But you, you can call this basic training now. This is the time where it all needs to take place because when the war takes place, you didn't graduate basic, you're not going to be very much good in the war. <laughs> it's just no no way. <laughs> that does sound cruel, doesn't it? Pretty much, but it's a fact. It's the truth. But I think we're going to call this one. And... Um, that's yeah, good because got- I got to call my wife. She just called, and obviously I did not answer. So, oh, well, you definitely need back. to call her. Yeah. Well, um, we'll cut this one. We'll cut this one off. You're uh, dropping off tonight or tomorrow? Oh no, I got a full day of driving tomorrow. I'm still 753 miles from my drop, and mm. I don't even know if I'm gonna make the other side of Louisville. I got 59 minutes left on my clock. I got 63 miles, and I'm behind a slow-driving individual. And if I can clear Louisville, I mean, it's one of the largest cities in the country. A lot of people don't know that either. But if I can clear Louisville, I think it's like the fifth or the eighth largest. I can't remember. It's one of the biggest cities here. Yeah, yeah Louisville's uh, huge. But if I can get past Louisville tonight, uh, I'll be in better shape for tomorrow. I don't want to deal with their traffic in the morning. I just passed 675 going to, you know, where Lexington is. So I've still got, I got a little driving. Man, I'd love to make the west side of Louisville. But anyway, yeah, let's call this one. And, uh, all right. Well, uh, they call, call the wife yeah. back. And well, I'll get in touch with you sometime tomorrow. I'm going to uh, try to get what I can done on this tonight and uh, see if I can't get it published pretty soon. And uh, we're, we're, yeah, I kind of like the um, I, I kind of like the avenue we took on this one. Yeah, uh, well, if something important politics come up, I have no problem talking about it. But I, right. I mean, I, I think we have run ourselves into a climate where a lot of people are still resistant. The people that we are talking to, I don't know how informative we are because most of the people that would listen to us are probably already aware of this stuff. And or just don't care there, about it. <laughs> but there are more important things because we're, we're we're not turning the clock back. The direction of the country can't be changed. The the policies that have already been implemented have already set the course of the country, and people need to go from here. And we keep talking about yesterday's news with politics, and that's going to not do anything to prepare people for what's tomorrow. You know, and I'd much rather have people prepared. Uh, and expect what's coming because well i'm with you on that because like i say i mean 
you know, my, my greatest disappointment is going to be knowing that there's some people I'm going to have to consider enemies when this shit hits the fan. And yeah. I really, I really don't want to do that, but you know, I don't think that is, I don't think that's in my range of choice at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so, I don't know if I would really want to say enemy per se, but I would definitely say not in my circle of company. Right. And they will definitely be not even at a distance. Just get away from me. Exactly. And that, and, and that's the one thing that I'm, yeah, I've told you this before. That's something I'm going to have to work on myself because, uh, that's that's just not in my character, but it's gonna have to become that character as far as you know our survival goes because you can't just trust anybody, you know. Yeah. So, but anyway, we'll cut it down, and uh, I'll let you know. Well, I'll work on this one some tonight and see if I can get it published tomorrow, and then uh, nothing else. We'll we'll work on this one again tomorrow. All right, man. All right, bro. We'll talk to you later. Appreciate it, man. All right, later.